created for the MAPE community by the MAPE community. Left Unsaid is a podcast where we speak our truth, celebrate our talents, tell our stories, and explore what matters most to us. It's time to leave everything on the table and make sure nothing is left unsaid. Welcome to another episode of Left Unsaid. I'm your host, Carl Desir. And as always, I am really excited. I just love talking to alum, Maple alum. I love hearing their stories. I love the perspective they have on things. I'm really excited about this conversation because it's a conversation that's close to my heart. Two things that I'm interested in. One thing that I live every single day. Um, but, but before we do that, I want to make sure that our special guest today gets a chance to introduce themselves. Sonia, please tell the people who you are. Okay, well, I'm Sonia Chang. I am a 2018 MAPE alum. I am an entrepreneur. I am a mom, and I serve as an assistant account executive at Ogilvy Health. Oh, you got wearing a lot of hats. I love it. It's got to be, I mean, those two, the two topics, entrepreneurship, being a mom, being a parent, like it was funny, I recently, not recently, maybe a few years ago, I realized that my mom was an entrepreneur and it kind of blew my mind because yeah. I got three siblings, so there's four of us and I'm like, but both my parents are entrepreneurs in their own right. I'm like, how do you do it all? How do you handle it? So we're going to get into that, but first, you know, we got to do the red, yellow, green check-in for our first time listeners. Red Yellow Green Check-In really is a way to understand how we're coming into this conversation. It's, it's, it's just to level set, to get us all on the same page. It's not here to change anyone's you know, mindset, mood, whatever. Um, red is you're coming in, you're here, but you're distracted because you got so much else going on, like a lot of entrepreneurs and parents out there. Green is you're 100% here, ready to go, focused. Yellow is somewhere in between. Now, because this is just a representation of how you're coming in, feel free to mix colors, mix and match, add shapes. Don't even use colors if you don't want. But it's really just about how you're coming in now. Sonia, we'd love to know how you're coming in today. Um, I'm definitely gonna go with an orange, kind of a mixture of the red and yellow. I'm definitely here, but uh, my son is actually sick. He caught a cold, so I have to stay home from daycare today. So I've been dealing with that. I still have like, client stuff on my mind so a mixture of uh, a lot of different things going on but like i'm here you know all right yes and thank you for being here with all that going on having a sick kid at home never fun never. always like like i know when my daughter say i'm like i'm always just listening i'm like is she, is she, does she need me does she need me she's not and she's eight how old is your son um he is seven months seven oh wow yep listen if you ever if you need to pop off and go handle something, it's all good. We get it. <laughs> Seven months, congrats! It's still so new and fresh. No, Ooh, I can't even can't even remember when my daughter was seven months. So small. Yep. This, yeah, but okay, get into it. But thank you for being here, taking the time. Um, happy to have this conversation. So, you said you're 20. Let's start. We're gonna get to the entrepreneurship. We're gonna get to the parenthood. But let's start with Mape. Yeah. 2018 MAPE alum, tell us about how you heard about MAPE, your experience, you know, applying, and then your your summer. Okay. So I went to Boston University. um, And, yep. And so uh, my last year of college, I kind of then recognized like advertising is something I want to do. Because I was a photojournalism major. 
and I was graduating with that degree, but I was like, I feel like there's just something in my heart telling me like there are other things that you should try. Um, and so advertising was like a big thing that a lot of people kind of like geared me towards. So I took one class and I even honestly looked up some internships and the first thing that came up was made. But at the time, I already passed the deadline. There was not much I could do. So I was like, oh, an opportunity missed, but it's okay. It wasn't until actually a good friend of mine told me that BU has an advertising master's program. And I was like, oh, sounds great. Something I want to do. Got in. And so once I was doing that, mate kind of came back up in my head again. And um, one of another mate alum was actually doing like an info session, told me about it. She said, definitely um, apply. I applied, thankfully, and I got in. So great experience. Um, I interned at DDB Health for the summer. Honestly, it it was interesting because, as you know, you know, the agencies kind of picked you. And I always wondered, why would I be chosen for health? You know, I don't have a health background. Um, I don't have, I don't really like science. So, you know, kind of why health? And when I asked, they told me it's because on my application, I talked about how I love helping people and I love being thoughtful and caring. And they thought that that would be a great person to work in health, which is, I'm great that they saw that in me because now I work at Ogilvy Health. I think that health was something that, you know, a lot of people don't want to get into. They love consumer, they love tech, but you know, health is kind of this like uncharted water where a lot of people don't want to tap into because they don't know too much about it. And it's not very appealing, but honestly, I love it. Um, I love helping people. I love being on these health accounts. I love learning more about like the the system of health from insurers to, you know, patients to caregivers, all these different people and how we're helping them and how we're hearing their stories and then, you know, advertising their stories. So it was something that honestly, it left a great impression on me from my MAPE internship that then kind of transferred into my career. Yeah, I love the kind of like finding that place in an unexpected way and place, right? Like the idea of helping people translates into like a career in healthcare advertising. Yeah. Right. And just really, it's just so nice to find that way and have a, a program out there that can find, help you find that, um, that connection. Yeah. It's like something I never would have thought of. I didn't even yeah. know healthcare advertising really existed. Yes. Uh, so it was good to kind of like, you know, get my feet wet and then end up loving it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also a different spin on advertising yep. as a whole, right? Especially especially healthcare advertising. I mean, it's funny, I just like saw a healthcare ad recently and you're just like, oh, this is so cheesy. But like that ad is helping people find, you know, in some cases the, the help that they need. So yep. it's just a def definitely a different spin. So that's great. Um, again, I love hearing about people's like journey into MAPE because everyone is every journey is so different uh -huh. and it just shows you how kind of far-reaching um mape can be and also how much probably a little bit more we need we need to push it out and go so i hope yeah you know i know you said you're at bu i hope the folks there and you go back you talk to students you let them know about mape all that that stuff um, yeah of course that's great <laughs>
you work in healthcare advertising, right? What, like when you got, when you did your internship, when you got into the agency, kind of what was that transition like for you? Okay, so this was my worst real person job. So mm -hmm. coming out from, you know, grad school, I had a lot of internships. I had, um, I had jobs here and there, but this is like my real full-time job, like solely full-time job. And the transition was really nerve wracking. I was super nervous. Um, of course, I kind of had like imposter syndrome, like, do I deserve to be here? Like, you know, will I be judged? How many people will look like me? There were so many thoughts going in my head, but I kind of had to let it all go and just like, you know, I got the job because I deserve to be here. I'm here. I'm going to do the best that I can. And I'm just going to, you know, push forward. Um, and it was something that, I think I was really nervous that I wouldn't know what to do once I got to the job. But the thing is, like a, like a lot of different jobs, they also help you learn things. And I think a lot of times we had this preconceived notion that we have to know everything before jumping into a job. But we don't. You know, we're there to also learn and to train, to meet new people, to get new perspectives. There, uh, There's a lot of things I didn't know how to do before. I joined um, Ogilvy that I know how to do now and that I'm an expert at now. Kind of between advertising and PR, there's a lot of different, you know, written assets, media that I didn't know how to, you know, write copy for or to kind of present or writing pitch letters. You know, certain things I didn't know how to do before that now, if you ask me to do it, I could probably whip it up in about 20 minutes. Yeah, and I love the... the I think that's such an important point because there's so much imposter syndrome out there and I actually hate the phrase fake it till you make it. But I love what you said because like I don't know it so I'm going to learn it. I'm not even going to fake it like I like I know this stuff. I'm just going to go learn it because not everyone knows everything. Right? And especially getting on, you know, if if you're expected to know everything, you know, your first job out of whatever school, right? that's an unrealistic expectation right there. Yeah, exactly. You know? I think taking a step back and saying like, okay, I don't know everything, but how do I get to know as much as possible what I need for this role and whatever and wherever I want to go is, is, a, is, a, is a great outlook on it, you know? And it actually sets you up better for the long run. I mean, taking all of that and, you know, your journey into healthcare advertising and this like hunger to just learn, learn, learn and build, how did you talk about your entrepreneurship journey? Like where, what, what is that about? And how does that, because there's so many questions right now in my head, right? It's like, okay, you have a full-time job, you're a new mom, you got entrepreneur, you got your entrepreneurship, like how do you do it all at one? But let's just back it up. Like what made you even start and what made you want to become an entrepreneur? So I think it was, honestly, it was started by the pandemic. I think that so many people were being laid off, so many people weren't working, uh, we all had to stay home, and because we were kind of like just by ourselves in a space, it generated a lot of creative thinking for me of, you know, I can't do this job for the rest of my life. And so I kind of said to myself, I should start something now so that in like 10 years, 20 years, you know, it's a full-fledged company. Um, instead of waiting to, you know, I'm at the point of retirement and figuring out oh, how else am I going to pay for all the other things I like. And so, you know, it was always a thought for me, but it wasn't until 
the pandemic that I really, you know, took the time to say, okay, I want to learn how to do something else. Like, what is another skill that I can do that I can generate money just off of just me, myself, and I? And I met this girl. Her name is Mia Hardin. Super cool. She is a digital creative, um, and she's also a creative educator. And so I spoke with her about, like, you know, she was doing brand design, logos, fonts, web design, all this cool creative stuff for, like, small entrepreneurs and speakers and all, all types of people. And I kind of said to myself, I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. So we spoke and she actually hosted a class called Primary Principles. I took the class, amazing experience. And from there, I kind of started transitioning into like learning how to use like Adobe Illustrator, how to use InDesign, um, all these different shortcuts of like how to make brand materials. It's not like I didn't know how to do this before. It's just now I have a more like, designer technical view of it so now like I can do this and then help other people and so like kind of like learning from that class and then kind of taking on new clients it kind of just rolled into one and I really started taking on new clients during my maternity leave I kind of had some free time and I know you're supposed to you know solely focus on the baby during this maternity leave oh I can't believe you said you had free time With a new baby. I know. Like, how, like, what? During most of my maternity leave, actually, my son was in the NICU because he was born a whole month early. So there was a time where I was just, like, at home, uh, uh, just, wow. like, pumping. And I had a lot of, like, time to think about different stuff. So, like, I was taking the class, like, once a week for, like, an hour or two. And then, like, over time, I started taking on clients. And I know that that's a lot in itself. But I also had a village behind me. Yeah. Um, so, like, I have my mom. I have my boyfriend. Oh, I have my dad. I have, like, my neighbors. I have my family. And I think that that's a big part of it is that if it was just me alone, I couldn't do it. I, like, I wouldn't be able to work, take care of my son, do all these entrepreneur things. Um, but I have a big picture in my head of, like, this is the life I want to live. These are the things I want to do for other people. I want to own my own thing. And in this pandemic, so many people started businesses because they couldn't go to work and they still need to make money. And all those people needed branding and they needed websites and they needed all these different types of materials. And I was there. So now it's, you know, I kind of turning a need into something that was now met. Um, so, so many people reached out to me of like, Hey, like, I, I need a new logo. I want to do this. I'm willing to invest my money into this because I want to make something. I, they had the same thought as me. They want to be an entrepreneur. And so it was great to like meet so many different people, so many different clients, you know, have all these different conversations while also working my job as well. And then also, you know, having the baby. It was a lot, but I can say that I've always been a person who likes to juggle different things. And I don't think that anything is impossible. Um, I just think that you need help. And a lot of people are afraid to ask for help. But like that is like the key to all of this is asking for help in all these different avenues. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm just tired of thinking about all that you're doing. <laughs> so I, I want to start here because you mentioned that you have this big picture. And um, it involves being an entrepreneur being a mom with this village like can you paint a picture like if you if you look at what this 
kind of vision is. Can you just paint this picture for us so we know where you're headed? Okay, so I think that, you know, of course, a big part of it is, like, I want to be, like, the best mom I can be. I want to be at the soccer games. I want to be at, like, you know, all the the birthday parties. I want to be present. And I feel like in my community, so many parents, especially Caribbean parents, African-American parents, um, Hispanic parents, they're so busy working that they're not present, as present as they want to be in their children's lives. And I think that that was a big thing for me because my parents were workaholics and I barely saw them. You know, I spent most of my time with my grandmother. Uh, she raised me. She cooked food for me. She dropped me to school, picked me up from school. So a lot of times I didn't get to see my parents as much as I would like to because they were so busy trying to provide for me. And I didn't want that for my children. I want to be present. But the only way I could be present is if I set myself up for success. So I would have to start from early to create a business that I feel, one, passionate about, two, wouldn't drive me insane, but three, would give me that free time to then be present. You know, working at nine to five, sometimes nine to six, sometimes nine to seven, um, sometimes it doesn't give you time to be present in these different ways. But if you have your own business, you're able to block off times where you can do things with your kids, you know, do fun things, you know have that free time, have that like self-care time. And that's kind of like where I saw myself heading of like having my own business, being present in my child's life. Um, and, you know, just being the best person I can be, being free um, and not having anything chained to me, not having any like obligations that I feel like I had to do. You know, I can give myself a vacation. I can give myself a late start. I can give myself an early day. Um, I think just the freedom really stood out to me. And that's why I kind of want to pursue something on my own. I think that that's a, it's a beautiful thing to know and have that vision and be able to start working towards it and building it. And know it's not going to come immediately when you start, but know what that is and be working towards it so you can be in full alignment with who you are and how you want to live. Now, now that we know the end goal, at least, you know, for now. Let's just go back to the beginning a little bit, right? When you, you said you made the decision, like, it's kind of like in the pandemic and things were happening. What was it actually like starting that? Like, what, like, did you have, like, was it more imposter syndrome? What obstacles did you have? Um, where and how did you ask for help? What was that like? Um, because to get to that end goal, you had to start somewhere. Right. So I think that I didn't really know. So, okay, so let's kind of back it up a little bit. At first, during the pandemic, I actually started a waxing business. Okay. Um, so I was doing like, I was like using hard wax. I was waxing people. Like, I bought them, like the wax bed. I had the beads. I had all this and I was doing it and I was making money. That was my like entrepreneurship. Right. So I'm making money. I'm, you know, I'm doing it like when I'm not working, everything's cool. Okay, so then I come to a point where I'm like, hmm, could I see myself doing this for the next few years? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Ugh, my back is hurting. This is a lot. I have to buy materials. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I'm like, you know what? This is cool. I know how to do it, but I don't I don't see the big picture here. I kind of see something that I can do, but not something that I will. I'm not going to be 
a full on like an anesthesiologist, I think that's how you say it, or like just own my own spa. Like I don't see myself like owning like a beauty bar. You know, I don't see myself making this into something bigger. I love, I love the fact you're like, I tried something, it didn't work. I'm going to keep going. Because again, you're looking for that alignment. Yeah, I'm looking for right? something that's like popping, like this is it. Mm. And so it wasn't until I saw um, the girl's Instagram page. I don't even know how I followed her. I think it was just like somehow, some way she came up on my timeline. And I thought what she was doing was dope. And so... I was like looking at her like posting and like, you know, doing the things that she was doing. And I was like, I feel like that's more my speed. It does um, involve, you know, a lot of the elements of advertising um, of like brand design, brand identity for like these big brands. Like these are things that I do. These are things that I've done before in college, you know, creating logos, creating graphics. This is something that I, I'm confident that I can evolve into. And so, like, going from there, I knew I didn't know what I was doing. So that's why I decided, okay, let me take a class with her. Because then everything that she knows, I now know. I don't have to go with, through the trials and tribulations of, like, figuring it out. There's someone who already knows what they're doing, and they're willing to teach me how to do it. So why not just invest my money into a class, take the class, and then see where it goes from there. And then from there, I basically made back my investment plus more. Well, sorry, was this was this class, this class, maybe I'm just not clear, maybe I missed it. Was this class just about like designing or did it teach you the business principles to like, you know, LLC versus, I don't even know, whatever it is or, you know. It was kind of a mixture. So a lot of it okay. was like strictly like Photoshop, Illustrator, design. Um, but then a part of it was like business processes, like Hero and like, you know, websites and platforms that can help you create contracts, create invoices, create this, create that. And it's like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. I think it kind of was a mixture of both. So that's why I felt confident now starting a business. You know, you don't want to say, hey, I can do this and like don't know how to take payments. Um, don't have mm-hmm. a formal contract or policies in place. And so she also taught that so that if there were any hiccups or if there were any issues, it was like you were preventing it rather than cleaning up the mess. And it came from more of a professional tone because she is a professional. So I always encourage people, if there's something out there that you feel like, I kind of want to do this, find someone who does it and kind of talk to them, take a class, get some advice on how you pr- should pursue it. Because... There is no cheat code guidebook to this game. You literally have to try, talk to people, figure things out on your own. But if someone knows how to do something, definitely tap into them. Yeah, I love, I I think, I mean, again, starting a business, you're not the first person ever to start a business, right? So obviously there's people out there that can do it. And I love your point you made about this kind of like investing in yourself and that you've already made that money back, right? And it's also an investment in not just financially, but in you know your long-term health, wellness, alignment, and what you want to do. And I think that oftentimes, especially when you work for a company, they're like, "Oh, they have a they have you know a, a tuition reimbursement thing. I'll just wait for that, and I'll be tied down to this company for a year." And you know, <laughs> you folks can't see your face, but it was just like, yep. sometimes you just gotta make that leap and say, you know what. I'm going to, regardless of if they pay me back, which is, you know, 
iffy if they do or not, I know it's going to pay me back for myself. I've had to, do, you know, I got certified as a, as a coach in 2020 pandemic. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, I remember being in the same spot and being like, you know what, this is a lot of money to go and take this course. Should I do it? Should I not? And it's so funny how we waver when it's investing in ourselves. Yeah. But we have no problem going out and spending hundred dollars on dinner. Yep. Right. <laughs> you know, every week we have no problem, you know, doing a lot of things. But when it comes to investing in ourselves, I think people need to just sit there and question like, I mean, again, to your point, I've already made back that investment as well, you know, and it's the one thing you can do is invest in yourself and that will pay off no matter what. Yeah. It's a sure thing. Yeah. I feel like that was the big thing, the nervousness of I'm spending money that I couldn't spend elsewhere. But then I thought to myself, if I don't spend it now, when I do get to a place, let's say that I'm comfortable spending it, that might be 10 years from now. That might be 20 years from now. And I might not have the same energy that I have while I'm so young. Um, I might not have that same drive. So I'd rather do something now. If I take a loss, I take a loss. But I can always make money back. I think that's the thing. People think money is something they have to hold on to so tight. But the thing is, you can always make money back. And I think that thinking made me think, okay, if I invest this couple hundred dollars into this class, if I get a client, I'll make it right back. You know, I think it's just a nervousness, just something that we as a community are so used to not making so much and holding on to our money because we don't want to be broke. We don't want to, you know, go without. And I think that we're so stuck on that, that we're not willing to take those leaps to make more money. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, now that, you know, big boss status. You know, <laughs> um, I'm just curious what it's like when you think back on all that you went through to get to this point where you're like, I'm starting my business. Like, what advice would you give besides like the invest in yourself? What advice would you give to somebody? And it could be like practical, like, you know, you don't you need to get an LLC. Or you don't need to get an LLC. What did you learn you take from all this? You can say like, this is some advice I give to folks who are out there thinking about starting this, you know, um, type of entrepreneurship journey. Um, I think my best advice would be to tap into people who are already doing this. And the thing is, I know there might not be people in your circle who are doing it, but there's someone somewhere doing it. I use social media. I use LinkedIn to find different people doing different things. There are people out there and there are people who are willing to teach you, who are willing to have conversations with you, who are willing to support you in the right direction. They're willing to tell their story so you can kind of learn from them. There's so many people in our circle that might not be doing exactly what we want to do or might not have that same drive or vision or motivation, but there's someone out there. And I think that at least something I learned from Make is network, right? You always want to be networking. You always want to be trying something new, meeting someone new. There's so many people who I met through Make that, you know, I talked to every so often, you know, on LinkedIn, like, hey, how are you? This is something that I'm thinking about doing. You know, do you know anything about it? Do you know any opportunities? And they always come back. If they don't know something, then they will reach out to someone who does. You know, I think just having that network that make can offer you, but, you know, you can look for, you know, on your own efforts is super helpful because there's someone, a mentor um, or someone who's willing to help you get to the goals that you need to get to. 
the the idea like okay there's a lot in there right we're not gonna cover all of it now but the the idea of like the mentors sponsors folks that are like there in your circle one-on-one and i want to go back to the point you've made about networking i think network is important and i want to emphasize the difference between networking and relationship building because i think networking especially before the pandemic um maybe even now got has a bad rap right it's like all right you go to this big party this big event you exchange business cards phone numbers whatever i can't believe i said business cards showing my age here but it's like you exchange some sort of information and then you know you promise to have lunch or have a call or whatever and you never do and then you connect on linkedin and you have a million linkedin connections and there's relationship building i think that's what you're more talking about right it's like finding that circle of people who you you support each other right and even if that's a mentor-mentee relationship, like I believe mentor-mentee relationships are two ways, right? And we talk about a lot about this in, in MAVE, where it's like, it's not just, oh, one person giving all the information, the other person is walking away doing stuff, right? You both, there's an exchange of information that's happening there, and that's relationship building. Yeah. And that's the kind of things that will, you know, allow you to reach back out to folks, even if you haven't spoken in a while, and be like, hey, I'm doing this, I see you know this, and they're like, yes, of course. I mean, it happens to me all the time. People haven't. I just reached out to actually a Maper recently to try to help connect with someone. I haven't talked to this Maper in a in a while, and they're like, "Yeah, sure, anything." And you know, someone reached out to me that I haven't spoken to in a few years, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll help connect." Yes, because of that relationship that was built. It wasn't just a you know five minute chat. Yeah. Text me your number, and then we'll just connect on LinkedIn, sort of thing. Yeah, I I think a lot of it has to do with like nurturing. Uh, mm. A lot of people don't do that. You know, we meet, like you said, we meet all these people. I but I think I go kind of in with the goal of like, there, I want to come back, you know, starting a conversation or some type of relationship with two or three people here. And there's like a million people here. So I just want to meet people and then, you know, reach out via email, you know, have these conversations. I know there's so many promises that are made during networking events. But, like, I try at least my best to make them happen of, like, hey, you know, let's meet up or let's just have a phone call. You know, I'll throw something on the books. If I know their email, I kind of just throw something on my calendar of, like, hey, just want to have a quick chat. You know, you know, making it a little bit easier to have these conversations because that initial conversation then kind of paves the way of, like, where this relationship is going. Um, and I think so many people are so, you know, scared to reach out or be annoying. It's okay to be annoying. You know, there's all, always a, a line, you know. But I think that especially when you're in a place of, like, you really want to build relationships with people, you will make a way and you will try your hardest to, you know, at least have those initial conversations to then, you know, decide if you want to continue or not. Yeah, I, I you're right. There is that line. I'm just thinking about, like, there's a line between, like, you're being persistent, you're being annoying, and you're just now being like rude, yeah. you know? Um, and then there's also, I mean, I think you made an important point about like I, and I'm guilty of this as well, when that you're trying to make that introduction or have that meeting, just being like, yeah, when are you free? Oh, you know, I like what you do. It's like you said, it's like, hey, are you free on Wednesday at 11 a.m.? Because then at least I could say, well, I'm not. I'm actually free this day versus that going back and forth. Like, well, what are you free? What are you free? And like, there's a certain level of um, just like putting something down to have people react to, especially when you're trying to meet with somebody that they can just say yes or no. And that actually sparks them to be like, oh, you know, 
I can't meet that, but I can meet this day. Yeah. Right? I'm doing it right now, trying to meet up with some folks. And I'm just like, well, when are you free? And they're like, well, when are you free? I'm free these days. It's like, well, there's just someone just say something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so, like we're all super busy. Someone yeah. to make that first move. And I like yeah. to be the person to make the first move because I'm not scared. But, you know, there are people who are a little shy on that end. But, you know, if you're shy, you know, put in an email. Just, you know, put something on, you know, on their schedule because then they can either decline it, move it. Or just, you know, say yeah. Yeah, it's good. I also like that point you made about the nurturing, right? And I think especially still in this pandemic where we had to start really reflecting on what's important and what we want to nurture, right? Whether that be a relationship, whether that be a business, whether that be a family, friends. Because I think we all realize our, our, we have, especially coming out, we have so little, we have time right but we can't do everything we used to so when yeah. we can do something you want to be really intentional about what you do yep. can you talk a little bit about the idea of nurturing like how do you nurture the business the family everything and find you know maybe find a balance maybe don't i think with work it's like i know i have to work between you know, basically nine to five, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on the day. But I kind of had that time set aside of like nine to five, I'm not doing anything else but work, right? And um, when I do have those like pockets of free time where I'm not doing as much as work, that maybe will set aside like a half an hour at the beginning of my day or at the end of my day where I schedule meetings with my clients. Um, and, you know, thank God I have a babysitter, right? But you know, sure. a certain time. Yeah. Shout out to all the babysitters, yes. the child care providers, because 2020 was hard. Yep. So, you know, I have a schedule of like, I drop my son to the babysitter at this time. I pick him up at this time. Um, and she's like, great. She's super flexible. So if I have to get him an hour later, because I have a client call, she's like super flexible. It's, it's been a great experience because I was super scared to look for a babysitter who you know, is saying like, hey, come get him at this time and charging me like a whole bunch of money. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I wanted him to learn stuff. Like he's been so great at like learning different things. He's like starting to crawl, like a lot of things he's like very open to. Um, and so because I know he's being taken care of at the daycare, my mind is focused on work. And then, you know, usually after work hours and weekend mornings, that's when I'm focused on my clients. You know, I send them, meeting schedules I you know I kind of schedule out like I have this right here like I have a whole notepad of like mm. this is what I'm gonna do today and Matt, okay. for folks who couldn't see that that is a analog pen paper notepad <laughs> not a iPhone not you know some app right Sonia is writing stuff down yeah I it's lost art I love writing things down. Like that's how I that's how I keep myself sane. So the night before, I'm like, you know what? This is what I gotta do today. Whether it's like something little from you know, make a phone call or check this email or respond back to this to like um, do a big chunk of this project or you know you have a client call between this time and this time. You know, I write everything down so that I know my priorities for the day. I know my schedule for the day. And if things pop up, you know, I adjust. But sometimes people just wake up and they're like, I don't know what's going on today. I'm just going to go with the flow. And then they miss a whole bunch of things. Then they have headaches. And then they just feel like they're overwhelmed and burnt out. 
I'd rather just come to it prepared. Like, I know what I have to do today. Um, and if not, I'm all over the place, honestly. And there are days where, you know, the business stuff, the mom stuff, the work stuff, it's just, it's so crazy. And I'm like, I'm done with it. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want any parts. I don't want to do this business. I don't want to work. I want to quit my job. I, I like, you know, everyone has those moments of like, I just don't want to do it anymore. Um, but of course, like you have to think about perspective. There are going to be days where you're not happy. Um, there are going to be days where you don't want to do things anymore. But like I said, big picture, um, this is setting myself up for success. So I'm only dealing with this now to later down the line, you know, having so much time to relax. I don't know what to do with myself, you know. So I think that that's a big thing. Um, just really writing things down, putting on schedule, making things a priority. Like I highlight the priority parts and things that I can kind of push. Um, just making that whatever it is, if it's writing things down, voice notes, you know, having things on your schedule, your calendar, whatever works for you, make that happen because you don't want to come into a day completely unprepared. I don't know. I feel like one, um, you're talking directly to me (laughs) right now. Um, and I think I need to take your advice and (laughs) start writing stuff down because yeah, that's too real. Um, but I think it's definitely like it, it, that works for you. I think everyone's got to find what works for them yeah. because, you know, life, as I say, life comes at you fast and anything can change in the minute. And I, I love the idea of waking up like, okay, prepared for the day. Um, like I said, I'm terrible, terrible at it. Uh, so thanks for making me feel insignificant and insecure no, about stop. my organizational skills. Uh, okay. I don't even know. I can't even. I need, to, I need to actually stop this podcast right now and go write some stuff down and figure out my life. So bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been great. Sonia, you made me feel amazing. I will see everyone next time. No. Um, no, I think I think you're, you're absolutely right. Like, everyone's got to find their thing uh, to make them, you know, prepared and ready for that day. Whether or not you are an entrepreneur, have a full-time job, and are a parent, even if you're just, you know, whatever your situation is you just have a full-time job and you're adjusting to a new city, like that is also something big. I feel like people make having multiple jobs or multiple roles feel like you're doing way more than someone else who's not doing as much, but it's in, in a way it's still consuming your head. You know, I have more things on my mind than maybe the typical person who works nine to five, but that doesn't make everything that I do less important or more important than what they're doing or what they're going through, or, you know, the things that they're thinking about and trying to set themselves up for success. Everyone's journey looks completely different. How they schedule their time looks completely different. And I think that I can say that overall, we just need to kind of hype ourselves up and give ourselves some thanks sometimes, Um, pat ourselves on the back, because we're going through a lot. Like, we're in a pandemic still, technically, and we're going through a lot. This is something that's completely different for all of us. And some people are really good at adjusting and being flexible and some people aren't. But that doesn't mean that they're, you know, how they spend their time is, you know, different from how I spend my time. You know, we just have different things going on, but, you know, we're all equally valued and we're all going through something. So we all just need to, you know, 
give ourselves a break. I agree. I, you know, as a parent myself, I really hate when people are like, oh, so-and-so can do it because they're not a parent. And I'm like, but you're totally dismissing everything that they have going on in their life exactly. and what they want to do and their needs and wants, desires and dreams. You know, they, they don't, who, who said that they want to stay here till 10 p.m. Yeah. just because they don't have a kid at home? What if they have other responsibilities? And what if they just want to go to the gym? Yeah. You know, or what if they just want to go for a walk or whatever? So I completely agree. We all have that. Because um, I do want to make, I know you're very busy. And I want to make sure that we respect your time. Because uh, I'm sure like right when this is supposed to end, you have something else on your list you got to do, right? You got it all planned out for the whole day. Uh, yeah, not me. Uh, I just live like footloose and fancy free. Um, I do want to say one thing. I do know. Um, I want to shout out uh, my sister, who you know, yep. Dr. Alexandra Desir. Yep. Um, I remember she connected us and we finally got the chance to meet at one time at, at the face of talent yeah yeah i believe right but y'all went to school together right and you're same sorority yep same sorority well, right? chapter yep same chapter so just got to make that connection right because we want the people to be completely transparent with the, with the folks here yep. um so as we kind of start to wrap this up i want to give you an opportunity as we as we always do you know, we talked about a lot. I'm sure there's some things um, that we could go on deeper in, right? So I want to give you 60 seconds to say uh, and leave the listeners with whatever you want, right? I want to make sure there's nothing left on the table. Make sure there's... So and that's how you say, hold on. You leave everything out on the table. <laughs> make sure nothing is left unsaid. See, I got to work on my host skills. Um... And, you know, I can give you 60 seconds. The floor is yours. I'm gonna, During the 60 seconds, I'm going to start listing out what I need to do for the rest of my life and make sure that I have it there, highlight, prioritize, all that stuff. Um, so I'm going to give you 60 seconds. They're about take as much time as you want, as long as it's 60 seconds. All right. What, what do you got? What do you want to leave the people with? Everyone's journey is completely different. And it's okay to juggle. It's okay to wear multiple hats. But don't overwhelm yourself. You know, I'm doing this, all the things that I'm doing because I have the bandwidth to do so. I have the support. I have that, you know, I have that village. So I'm able to do a lot. But don't overextend yourself. You know, it's all about self-care, mental health, and just doing things that work for you. You know, stop looking at social media of like everyone doing all these crazy things. You know, it's unrealistic. And I think that we just have to be super confident in what we're doing, where we're going. And if you don't know, you don't have those conversations with people. Try to figure it out. You know, we, we're, you know, a lot of us are in our 20s, 30s, 40s. You know, we still have time. And I think that people are trying to squish so much into your early 20s when you have all these years ahead of you to build your empire. So don't make everything, you know, don't squeeze it all into, you know, one time frame, like, Pace it out. You can do it all, but that doesn't mean you have to do it all at once. I love it. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. So good. So good. So yeah, thank you so much for taking the time today to chat, to share your story. Um, I know you got a lot going on, so I do really do appreciate it. It was a great conversation. Um, thank you to 
all the listeners, our podcast team, the 4A's Foundation for helping put this on. And, you know, it's got a lot of thanks. Just, you know, that, you know, for all the mate community out there, everything we do, we do it for you. Until next time.